and Pass It to Patrick podcast this week. So much to get to, so many stories. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Sports news, NBA news, NFL news. What is going on with the Nets? What is going on with Kyrie Irving? Are the Buccaneers going to be able to turn this around? Uh, We will see the Lakers on a little win streak here. And we're going to talk a little bit about them and what their ceiling is. Also, the World Series, uh, 3-2. That's right. Astros win it. I believe they are going to take this World Series. Um, I've had the Astros picked for it uh, just because I like their pitching. I like you know Verlander. I like what they've got. The team has really put together a great World Series performance. Phillies have a little bit of a spark, though. They got they got Harper, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with the World Series. But we're going to start out with some interesting topics today. We'll kind of get to everything else. We'll round it out, get to all these uh, good stories. But I want to start off with the story of the day, and that is what is going on in Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving has been in the news recently for posting a video about anti-Semitic movie that came out uh, a while ago. And, you know, he retweeted that. And things have not exactly gone well for Kyrie since then. Uh, The backlash and everything that has come with that, for sure. Um, But he's now been suspended, no less than five games, uh, taking his pay. So we can see how the Nets are taking action against that. And Kyrie always has to be the smartest guy in the room. We know that about him, and that's one of his downfalls, I believe. And uh, kudos to LeBron for winning with him. If anything, this shows that LeBron had to overcome Kyrie. And that's something that, frankly, Kevin Durant, uh, when James Harden was there too, they, they couldn't overcome him. And, you know, Kevin Durant hitched his wagon to Kyrie Irving, and this is what you get. So my main topic I want to talk about here is there are a lot of ways to winning in the different leagues. In the NBA, the NFL, there's a lot of different ways uh, to win, you know. Uh, score a lot of points, flashy, <laughs> gridiron on the gridiron, just, you know, putting your nose down, getting to work, uh, nickel and diming a team. Uh, you know, you got the Golden State Warriors, you got what Tom Brady and Bill Belichick did with the Patriots. A lot of different ways to win. There are also a lot of different ways to lose. There are a lot of different ways to fail. Um, egos. Stars, um, losing players and free agency, not having the right coaches in place. And then there is the Brooklyn Nets. And man, has it just been a roller coaster. Uh, I said it last year when all this Kevin Durant drama this past summer when he requested his trade that it was over, it's done, it's not going to work, he's going to up and move and they're going to have to move him. And I see that still happening. I see the Brooklyn Nets, this isn't going to work, they got to blow it up. Look, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant don't fit, and that's the big thing that I think a lot of people are missing here. They were caught up in the flashiness. They were caught up in Kevin Durant going to Brooklyn. Brooklyn's the new team. They had a culture there in Brooklyn. Let's not forget that. There was a reason Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving wanted to go there too. They had a great culture in place, but what has happened This is a perfect example, and I'm big on player empowerment and player movement, but this is the perfect example of what happens when a player has too much of those things, too much power, too much say in the organization, too much, I want this guy, I want this guy, please fire this guy, or I'm going to leave. This is what happens. There is a fine balance. LeBron, 
He has that balance. He goes to the team like the Lakers. He goes to these teams. And how it works is he doesn't request to trade when things go wrong. He sticks it out. He plays his contract. Now, he may leave early, you know. Uh, there's options and different things in contracts. He may pack up and say, all right, it's time to move on. It's time to go. But the main idea is he doesn't try and manipulate a trade. He doesn't try and get the head coach fired. He doesn't try and, you know maneuver things so he can just be on his merry way because it didn't work out. That is exactly what Kevin Durant did. Kevin Durant has time and time again escaped criticism because now he can just blame Kyrie Irving. You know, he went to Golden State. He won. He was the victim there. He goes to the Nets. He's the victim. We have to get past this. Kevin Durant can't play the victim forever. We all need to acknowledge he is playing the victim right now. And he's playing it very good because he wanted to trade. Oh, poor me. I want to trade. I want out of the nets. I want I want to go. This this isn't where I want to be. There, nobody here is focused on basketball. Well, you hitched your wagon to Kyrie Irving, and Kyrie Irving has a track record. So this is nobody's fault but yours, Kevin. You wanted this. You wanted to go to Brooklyn. You wanted to team up with Kyrie Irving. You wanted all this. This is what you asked for. And you signed a four-year deal. You are taking the Brooklyn Nets money. You made a commitment, and you have to stick to your commitment. There are no easy ways out of this one. There's no easy way. You have to stay there in Brooklyn and make it work. And Kevin doesn't want that. Kevin doesn't want to be attached to Kyrie Irving anymore. He wants to go somewhere and just ball. Well, you should have stayed in Golden State then and played with one of the greatest team dynamics I've ever seen. One of the greatest put-the-team-before-myself in the Golden State Warriors. You had that option, Kevin, but you decided to pack up, say that wasn't for you, you didn't gel. He couldn't get over the fact that Steph, Steph was getting the credit. He couldn't get over that, that he wasn't the one getting enough credit because Steph was the hometown kid. He was drafted there. He's. They've seen him since he was a rookie. They love Steph more than they love Kevin Durant, and that's just the fact of the matter. He couldn't stand that. And then him and Draymond got into it, so one thing led to another. That was it. He's on his merry way. Well, then you go get to Brooklyn, and you're all in. This is where I want to be. Me and you, and you say, sit there with Kyrie on a podcast and say we don't really need a coach. Then they hire Steve Nash the next day. So you badmouth the coach that they don't need, and then Steve Nash should have just got up in a meeting and been very straight with the team, been very forward, and laid down the law. Um, commanded some authority. Not Steve Nash didn't do that, so I put a little bit of blame on Steve Nash. Overall, the team doesn't gel. The team doesn't fit. And then we add Kyrie Irving. The drama with the vaccination, him not playing, the drama with him taking time off. Look, I get it. Everyone is entitled to do what they want to do. But when you're making a lot of money and millions of dollars <laughs> and you make a commitment to a team. So I credit the Nets when they said, go home, Kyrie. We don't want you if you're not going to be vaccinated following the rules we you know and there was a lot of stuff going on granted with state of new york and everything that was going on there with the mandates and everything but they wanted to focus on the team and that was very important i believe for the nets but what happened they caved they brought back kyrie irving they they gave kyrie irving all the power just like they gave kevin durant and this is what happens so we have a couple options here because i said it wasn't gonna work I made that abundantly clear this summer. They need to move on. It's done. Dysfunction. It's not going to work. And you already caved to Kevin Durant. You fired Steve Nash. So you caved to Kevin Durant. So once again now, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving hold all the power in the organization. 
it is time to move on from both of them. <laughs> if I'm the Nets owner, this is done. You ain't winning a championship like this. I don't know what you're doing. Get what you can. Get three first-rounders and a couple role players for Kevin Durant. Move him. Get two first-rounders and two role players for Kyrie Irving. Build your future back up. This thing is done. You can't keep you know, beating the dead horse because it's done. It's time to move on from these guys. There is no way you can build a winning culture around this. And we've seen the new way that teams are winning in the league. And it, you really see the movement with the Celtics, with Memphis. You've seen it a little bit with the Timberwolves. You've seen it, you know, for a while there you saw it with the Utah Jazz. You're seeing it with the Nuggets. <laughs> Young core players. Young core players. This is how the new NBA is going to be won. Not by having three all-stars, free agency dictating it. That is an older way of winning. Now we are building cultures in the NBA. We are creating you know, opportunities for young players to come in and contribute. And everybody's knowing their role. And everybody realizes they're not a superstar. That is a winning formula. What's happening here in Brooklyn is not a winning formula. They're not winning. They're not winning the finals. I'll make that prediction right now. They're not getting to the finals. It's over, Brooklyn fans. you got to move on. The owner has to move on. They, they, they're going to bring in, do, uh, in a new coach, I believe, uh, Udoka, from the Celtics, who hey, you know, had some issues with the Celtics. They're going to be hiring him. That's a last-ditch effort. What are you doing? This isn't going to work. you got to move on from these guys. Get what you can. And uh, Granted, I know there's no compensation in price you could get for Kevin Durant. I know that. But look. If there's something happening in the organization where this person is causing dysfunction, and you know he's one of the best in his field, you ain't going to find anyone better. But if he is causing drama, dysfunction, he is causing people to not be all invested in their work, and another guy too, Kyrie Irving, I'm not just saying Kevin Durant, both these guys are not investing and they're affecting your culture, you got to move on. Because Kevin Durant's older, Kyrie Irving's older. Do you really want them to plague your franchise for the next three years? <laughs> and you're not winning a title with them, so you're really just wasting your time. So Brooklyn has to move on. That is the only solution, in my eyes, to get this thing fixed. There's no way you're fixing this thing. They came in and they wanted, you know, they traded all their young pieces. They traded pretty much everyone away. That whole culture that the Nets built up is gone. It is gone. Jared Allen was awesome, and then they wanted DeAndre Jordan. Or is, I'm trying to remember, yeah. Is DeAndre Jordan? I can't remember. Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting his name. They brought in a player who was clearly over the hill. <laughs> he was clearly over the hill. And they brought him in, and they paid him big money, because Kevin and Kyrie said, that's who we want, that guy. We don't need a coach. Fire that guy. We don't need this. Get rid of that. I don't need to be here and tell you when I'm coming and when I'm going. I just show up and I play. Kyrie, oh my gosh, you can't win like this. For as many problem as many problems as the Lakers, you know, have with their team and LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook, and there's not even that. There's not much drama there. Yeah, there's a little bit with Russell Westbrook, but LeBron has never thrown him under the under the bus. AD has never thrown anyone under the bus. They have handled this so professionally all their issues that they've had and they've turned it around I think the Lakers if they can get it figured out can have a great season but it is time to move on from Kyrie Irving 
Even if you're not trading Kevin Durant, even if you're like, all right, let's just stick it out with Kevin, you have to trade Kyrie now. And you got to be okay with getting two first and a role player for him. Or even just two first rounders. Just moving him. You have to be okay with getting him out of the building. I believe he could still get two first rounders from a team. Um, I don't know who would take him <laughs> right now, but it's not working. And it's not going to work. All in all, you have to be able to adapt move and you have to be able to in a way uh, change course you can't be so caught up on one way of winning you have to be able to adapt in these situations and now it is time to pivot move Kyrie Irving get him out of the building and then move Kevin Durant just move them be done with it clear the deck we're going to start fresh these guys wish them nothing but the best we're out you don't even need a lot for Kevin. Okay, I'm sorry, you don't. That time has passed. It'll be very interesting to see what happens with them. The NBA's in full swing. We got teams <laughs> that are, you know, catching fire. Lakers are one of them. Matt Ryan hits the buzzer beater, send it to overtime, and then they close. LeBron wasn't feeling good that night. Um, he still played, gave him an okay contribution. Anthony Davis did okay. Great team win. Lonnie Walker with 28 points really came out of nowhere for me and uh, kind of got my player of the game for that one just because of what he has shown in that game that he can maybe be that dependable scorer every now and then. Maybe every few games he can give you something like that. But this team has a lot of potential. Um, Matt Ryan was a sniper <laughs> at the three-point line. I loved that, that shot that he made, and that was a very hard shot because he's right-handed, and Austin Reeves passes the ball. Great pass by Reeves, by the way. Over to the corner, and you'll notice Matt Ryan stopped, made sure he was in bounds, released the ball perfectly on time, and you had to be quick with this. Make sure you're in bounds and let it go. And he got got it away perfectly, and Lakers came out and beat the Pelicans. Boy, Zion is something else, though. Zion is something else. That guy uh, can play some basketball. He is a force to be reckoned with, um, but, you know... I love what I'm seeing from the NBA this season. Just a lot of good teams. Memphis looks good. Utah has been playing surprisingly hard <laughs> for a team that, you know, hasn't traded away and is in a rebuild. They have been doing really well. That's who the Lakers take on uh, next. But, and we know we got news that the 76ers, James Harden is expected to miss a month with a foot injury. So that'll be interesting to uh, see how they adapt to that. Um, but a lot of game uh, buzzer beaters, a lot of close games. I liked what I've seen from Memphis and John ja Morant. Uh, that's going to be a dangerous team. I don't know if I have the Warriors repeating. I really don't know if I have them repeating uh, and getting another title this year. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be monitoring it closely. I don't even know who I have yet. I'm going to have to make a prediction for soon for that. Uh, who I have that uh, winning. Uh, in the finals, but have to keep an eye on it. It'll be very interesting to see um, what is happening with the Packers and Buccaneers. We've kind of talked about that on the last podcast in the NFL. We're switching over a little bit. I have no idea, but Tom Brady has some personal issues that have been resolved recently. Not going to get into too much of that. He had been distracted. They've turned back into the sucking years. Can they turn this around? and right the ship, I have no idea. The Buccaneers have been plagued by injuries. They have 
been plagued by distractions, the new head coach, Todd Bowles. I like Todd Bowles. I think it's not fair to him because Brady has been playing at such an average level this year. So I don't think it's fair to Tom, or to uh, Todd Bowles, excuse me, uh, for how the team is performing. A lot of, in, a lot of injuries, uh, first-year head coach. Of course it's going to be, you know, kind of up and down. You just, you never know. So I, I definitely do uh, think the Buccaneers can turn it around. I think the Packers can turn it around, um, but we shall see. <laughs> they go up against Detroit uh, this week. Definitely need to get a win there. You you can't lose that game at all. Uh, and in other NFL news, let's just get right to it. Daniel Snyder selling the Washington football team. Now, I'm not going to get my hopes up too much because he could just be selling a minority stake in it. He could be selling it to someone, but overall, you wouldn't make an announcement if you were going to be doing a sale uh, to this magnitude. It wouldn't be this big a deal. He has been feeling the pressure. He's under investigation, just the sexual harassment claims in the past with the owners and what they have finally come to the realization, Jim Ursay's comments, we need to get Daniel Snyder out. Um, and all in all, I just think that the time has come for this. It's been long overdue, in my opinion. I think this is going to be a great thing for us, for us Commanders fans. I think it's going to raise our morale as a fan base, uh, get us more motivated for whoever buys us. It is finally happening. I believe the owners are going to vote him out. I believe he re he sees the writing on the wall, finally. He's a guy that said he would never change the name. He would never do anything like that. What happened? He changed the name. He said, I'll never sell this team. What's happening? He's going to sell the team. He just is. And I'm so excited. As far as people to buy it, I don't know the short list of who's interested. We'll have to wait for that to develop. But it's official. He's hired a bank to help him facilitate uh, a trade. Or I mean, excuse me, a sale. So can't wait to see what happens with that. Finally, we can have some relief there in Washington and get a competent owner who's uh, not so drama-filled. All right, it's time for my highs and lows of the week. We're going to get to that. I mean, I dropped out in the fourth grade to run drugs to support my now. That means you have to know the triumphs and defeats, the epic highs and lows of high school football. <laughs> Thank you very much for the highs and lows introduction. Uh, Archie, and we're going to start off with my low of the week, and it's something that we've uh, kind of already talked about. It's the Kyrie Irving anti-Semitic tweets. Um, it is just a shame that things have come to this with Kyrie Irving, and uh, he always has to be the smartest guy in the room. It's just the low of the week. The Nets aren't winning. He's not winning, and the, the situation needs to be mended, and they truly need to move on from... Uh, him see what you can get in a trade uh, i've said it before and uh really just try and uh, move on now my high of the week is the astros no hitter in the world series all right world series no hitter most watched game four since 2019 now granted it wasn't with one pitcher all right so they they had a few guys come in but it is amazing that they were able to accomplish this. The Astros are an awesome team. I truly believe that they are going to pull this out and win it. Uh, that's my high of the week, uh, just because I've loved what I've seen from them, and I think they are the 
the top team in this World Series. Don't get me wrong, Philly's still good. Harper and them guys are good, but you know it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. And uh, we're going to get into my NFL predictions. I, I just wanted to kind of touch on this. It seems like next year the shift in basketball is going, or excuse me, baseball is going to be gone. They're going to be getting rid of the shift. So I think that'll mean more base runners, uh, more of your stars getting on base, which is what we want to see. If you can get a guy on camera for, you know, on the bases, running the bases, that's what we want. If you can have Harper running the bases and really offensive-minded, they're, they're switching it up in baseball. And I, I really like to see that. It, it's going to be awesome uh, next year baseball. I think, they're, I think they're moving in the right direction. I think they're moving in the right direction. All right. Let's get to my Week 9 NFL predictions. I haven't been the best with my predictions this year. Last year, I think I did better. I'm 70 and 51. All right. Last week, I was 9 and 6. So not the greatest. But I got my Week 9 predictions figured out. Now, I had predicted the game yesterday uh, on my Instagram. I had the Eagles winning 31-10. So that's a W that I already have. But we're going to start off then with the next games. And that'll be the Colts at Patriots. Okay. Here's what I like about the Patriots. Even though they've had a lot of issues, they are a better team than the Colts. Colts have been a little more... Yeah, the Patriots have had some flip-floppiness with quarterbacks, Bailey Zappi and then Mac Jones. But that... Bill Belichick still has the edge when it comes to young quarterbacks. And Sam Ellington, he's going to be you know, affected by... Uh, the Patriots. So I think the Patriots get this win 16-10. All right, then we have the Packers at Lions. I do like the Lions and how they have that fight and that grit. I don't think Dan Campbell will be the coach at the end of the year. They've kind of, they traded TJ Hawkinson away. Got so many trades, by the way, in the NFL. We didn't get to cover a lot of those, but they, they trade away one of their key pieces there. So Honestly, I I have the Packers winning this game. I don't think that's a surprise to a lot of people. I think this could be a great turning point for the Packers. I think this could be a great uh, bounce-back game where they kind of find themselves. Aaron Rodgers will finally adjust to maybe those younger guys, maybe get a rhythm going. They're going to be beating a Lions team that, frankly, doesn't have a lot of momentum. So I got the Packers winning that game 23-14. So we got the Patriots winning 16-10 and then the Packers winning 23-14. All right. We're going to move on to the Chargers at Falcons. Chargers win 28-21. Uh, Justin Herbert, I like what I've seen from them more so than the Falcons. Not really a surprise, but uh, that's who I have winning that game. Chargers win 28-21. We have the Bills at Jets. The Jets had a great little run there. New York fans, like, they should be, like, happy with their teams. Giants, Jets, they, they should be happy with them. They've, they've put together a great uh season so far the Jets have but Zach Wilson has been exposed a little bit he has and you know he's come out he's kind of got a little Baker Mayfield in him I don't really care about stats what he tells the press well you kind of got to do care about stats <laughs> Zach so I mean who knows maybe Zach Wilson will turn it around uh kind of too early to tell I think they need to give him next year too. see what they got there but Bills know who they are Josh Allen knows who they are they are a little Josh Allen centered for me they they don't really focus on a lot of other pieces they just want Josh Allen to do everything which I think will bite them in the butt later on in the playoffs but I have the Bills winning this game 34-10 not really a surprise my commanders have turned things around we're going to be beating the Vikings this week 
weekend, 21-17. I like the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, good quarterback. Justin Jefferson, of course, Adam Thielen. They got TJ Hawkinson. They're going all in. But I like the momentum that Taylor Heineke's playing with. I like how our team is responding. Chase Young will be back this week. Uh, we'll see about that if that happens. I have the Commanders winning 21-17. I just like the kind of team we are and the momentum that we're playing with. And you can win a lot of different ways. And Carson Wentz was, we, we tried out Carson Wentz. It, it didn't work with Carson Wentz, you know, and uh, that's okay. You can win a lot of different ways. I think Taylor Heineke just inspires those guys. He definitely goes to McLaurin more than Wentz did, which I love, because you got to get McLaurin involved. You just do. Okay, well, we're going to keep going with it then. We have the Bengals. I have them beating the Panthers 27-17. Panthers have just been up and down. I don't know who's starting for them this weekend. If it, is it P.J. Uh, Walker? I don't know. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold's getting close to coming back. Who's their quarterback? I don't know. What I do know is Joe Burrow is the Bengals quarterback. And Joe Burrow and that Bengals team have found their rhythm, their post-Super Bowl rhythm. And they are going to not run over the Panthers, but they're going to get the win 27-17. I just feel the Panthers aren't on their level so I, I gave the win to the Bengals. All right, Raiders at Jags. Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, I think they can you know, get a rhythm going, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams at least, and I think they could come out with this win 16-13. Be a little bit of a closer game, just because I think the Jags have a little fight in them. I think the Jags will make this a close game with the Raiders because the Raiders have been up and down too this season. So 16-13, I have the Raiders winning. All right. Dolphins with Tua. Tua's back, and the Dolphins look like them old sel their old selves. And Justin Fields and the Bears, they can run it now. They've shown they can run it. They they <laughs> One of the top-rushing teams in the league, in my opinion. Um, but that won't be enough to overcome the Dolphins because Tua, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, uh, they just got a lot of pieces there. And Dolphins win 23-16. Seahawks at Cardinals. Geno Smith has proved a lot of people wrong. I love what the Seahawks have done. Don't get me wrong. I think they are like one of the top teams. I do think they have they're kind of like a car. They're going to run out of run out of gas eventually. I think they could get to the playoffs and this team will kind of fall off. That's where they'll show a little bit of weakness. But man, gosh. They've hit on so many draft picks uh, this past draft. It's been awesome. And Geno Smith has revitalized his career. And I just have the Cardinals winning this game 27-10. I think the Cardinals with Kyler Murray, they have issues with Cliff Kingsbury. But I keep picking them because I know at some point the Cardinals will catch a little bit of a fire and uh, get going. I think this week could be it. 27-10, I have the Cardinals beating the Seahawks. All right, then we have the Rams at Buccaneers. This is a very important game for Brady. This is very important. He has to turn this season around. This week is important for Aaron uh, Rodgers and Tom Brady. A lot of distractions in Tom Brady's life. But they got to get a win. 21-14, I have them beating the Rams. I have them getting a little bit of revenge on the Rams, excuse me, from last year uh, when Brady lost in that playoff game. I think the Buccaneers could turn things around and get the win. 21-14, I'm not going to bet against Brady. I'm not going to bet against him. It's just not what I do. Chiefs will get the win against the Titans. Titans come to Arrowhead. Uh, I got the Chiefs winning 31-17. Even though I like Derrick Henry, I like Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Malik Willis, I think, is going to start. From what I've heard, is that a report? I, I got to look it up. 
It doesn't matter. Chiefs are going to win. 31-17. You got Kelsey. They've added weapons. Got a guy from the Giants in a trade. Good receiver. They keep adding weapons, and they keep figuring out a way to win. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes just figure out a way. Each week they do. So Chiefs win 31-17. All right, and that, that's the Sunday night game. And then we move on to the Monday night game, Ravens at Saints. <laughs> this win's going to the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, like the Saints team, Michael Thomas out for the rest of the year. The Saints announced they believe he will be. So that affects them. Their season's over. Uh, they haven't been the same since Sean Payton left. And, you know, we kind of figured that would be the case. But the Ravens uh, will get the win, 28-17. I love what I'm seeing from Lamar Jackson. You got to pay the guy. You just have to. You got to pay the guy, Baltimore. Has to happen. So uh, that's my that's my week nine predictions. Uh, Ravens are going to get the win. So, yeah, we'll, we will definitely see what happens um, with it. Uh, great week nine. Great NFL stories. Man, so many trades in the NFL this past, you know, trade deadline. We had the Cowboys going after Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks upset with the Texans. He didn't get traded, so what does he do? He sits last night. Uh, we had the Christian McCaffrey trade to the uh, 49ers, and the 49ers are going all in. I like to see ultra-aggressive teams. And what I've liked is they haven't given up their future. I'm looking at you, Rams. You've given up your future for this. You got a Super Bowl out of it. Um, it's great if you were just trying to win one Super Bowl. You're, you can't win multiple Super Bowls like that, so you are definitely going to hit a, a losing streak, and that's just what happens. You know, that's just what happens. Uh, Rams did get a Super Bowl, but I think you can't trade away all your future for players, and I've just been very impressed with how some of these teams have maneuvered things and gotten the players they wanted. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, can't wait to do the podcast next week. Uh, please follow me on all my social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, leave a review, uh, subscribe to the podcast, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week.